Good morning. <clears throat> are you um, are you ready for a new adventure with the Holy Spirit? We've been talking the last several weeks coming out of Galatians 5 and 6 about how God has set us free. He says, you've been made free, now stay free. And then he refers all through Galatians 5 and 6 about how to do that. And it has to do with a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And we looked at four things, four ways that the Holy Spirit expresses himself in our life in order to maintain freedom in our life from the law. He comes, Jesus said, as the comforter. He comes as the teacher. He comes as the witness. And he comes as the guide. And he comes and he dwells. He takes up his habitation inside of us to be and express all of those things in and through us. So now we have to ask the question, what does it look like to relate to and live with the one who has taken up residence within us to be the comforter, the teacher, the witness, and the guide? What does our life now look like? If he's come to live inside of us and he's, he'll be with us forever and he wants to do all these things in us. So what does this relationship with him look like? Well, in keeping with Paul's use of allegories in Galatians, and he uses them over and over to define what it means, describe what it means to be free from the law, In keeping with the use of allegories, I want to share with you this morning the allegory that I believe best express what this relationship with the Lord, with the Spirit of God, looks like. Okay? First of all, let me tell you, it's not a counseling session where you're encouraged to just be true to yourself and just keep doing whatever you feel like. It's not a classroom. Our relationship with the Holy Spirit is not like a classroom where the professor stands at the front of the class and espouses irrelevant irrelevant information that we're going to be tested on later on. It's not a courtroom, thank God, where a witness comes and testifies to God the judge to all the things that we failed to do and all the things that we didn't do and all the inadequacies that we have and expose all those to us. That's not what this relationship looks like. It doesn't look like a park ranger who comes to you with a map and points out the places of interest and the places to avoid, gives you some direction and sends you on your way. Do the best you can to keep the list, keep the rules, to avoid those places, to avoid those things. 
And, and sadly, much of our relationship with the Holy Spirit in our mind looks like a bunch of don'ts. Don't go here. Don't do there. Don't see this. Don't they? All of those things are negated. It doesn't look like some taskmaster preacher demanding that you obey God or else. Because the rules are written somewhere, and now you have to be sure and obey that, because if you don't, God's not going to be happy with you. Doesn't look like any of those things. What does this relationship with the Holy Spirit look like? Don't look back there. Come here. It looks like this. It looks like a dance. That's what it looks like. Thank you, hon. It looks like a dance of intimacy. It looks like a dance of unimaginable, unimaginable love between a bride and a groom. It's better than the first dance at a wedding where the bride and the groom dance. It's better than that. It's a dance where she is participating in this intimate dance with the one who loves her beyond her wildest imagination. And he participates from a tender heart only wants the very best for her. She participates through an expression of love for him, for all that he's done for her and all that he is to her. It's an expression of him loving her because he sees the amazing, wonderful potential in her to honor the Father. He doesn't see her with it all together. He doesn't see her because she's got it all figured out. He doesn't see her because he doesn't do it, see her as one who's got it. Oh, she's, she's the perfect one who's got it all figured out. but he sees because of the potential. He sees that at some point she is going to be presented to him a perfect, spotless bride. And even though she's a mess today, he knows that the Father is working in her to make her an expression of himself. And he loves her in the middle of that. It's a dance of intimacy that begins before the first step is ever taken. Think of dance. First thing we think of is taking steps. And by the way, this dance that I'm talking about is is not the dance where two people get on the floor and just do their own thing and you don't see them until the song's over. 
I'm talking about this dance of intimacy where there is a cooperation and there is an expression of love to one another. It's a dance of intimacy that begins long before the first steps are ever taken. You see, there are two, two roles being played out in a dance. Real simple. One's a leader. One's a follower. One's a leader. One's a follower. By developing intimacy with the leader, the follower learns to trust him. To trust that anywhere he leads her is far superior to any place she could go on her own. Through being with him, experiencing his unconditional love, experience his acceptance, she learns to trust his heart and can lay down her agenda her attempts at leading out, knowing he will love her and accept her and reject her and care for her, knowing he will only take her to to places of blessing. And that generates a desire in her heart to cooperate, to yield to him and his authority. Without that intimacy, I come to question his trust. Can I really trust him? I don't know if I can trust him. He might lead me somewhere that's not good. How can I learn to trust him? We've kind of gotten the cart before the horse. We're talking about trust God and learn to love him. You know, you, you experience his love for you, for me. Then that generates in me an ability to trust because I know he has my best interest at heart. Through this developed intimacy, she come to have confidence that he will only lead her into the reality of God. Remember, that's one of the responsibilities of the Holy Spirit. He will lead you into all the truth, all the reality. How am I going to know the reality of God in this dance as I learn to trust, as I learn to receive his love, as I learn to receive his care for me, I in turn can release control and trust and know that he is only going to lead me in the reality of God. He has not come to take me back to the law. He's not come to take me back to the rules. He has come to dance. Someone asked a dance instructor, how do I follow? It's interesting, nobody ever says, how do I lead? We all know how to lead. How do I follow? Well, I want you to listen to this explanation. Close your eyes and listen to my body. Lean back into my arms. Hold tightly to my hand and follow my lead. That good? Close your eyes. 
Listen to my body. Lean back into my arms. Hold tightly to my hand and follow my lead. If we aren't well acquainted with the love of the Father, leaning back into his arms will be hesitation, will be reticence. I don't, I mean, you know the exercise where you stand with your back to a group of people and they, you know, put your feet together and close your eyes and fall back and you're supposed to trust them to catch you. Listen, if I don't know you, I ain't trusting you. But as we get to know the Father, as we spend that time with him, if we are well acquainted with his love for me, I won't have trouble closing my eyes. And scripture says, we walk by what? Not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. I can dance with my eyes closed. I can trust that his arms will hold me. I can trust that he will carry me. I can trust that he will never lead me anywhere except into the reality of God. Some of the difficult we have with trusting God may be that we're not sure he's going to care for us. Your people say, man, you know, I, I didn't really want to get too serious about God. I was afraid he might, whatever. I, you know, I, if I get too serious about God, he might ask me to put on a purple cape and run across the floor. Now that Tom mentioned it. I don't want to get too serious about my relationship. To him. He might call me to Port Arthur or Africa. Or Bridge City. He might call me to... uh, Expresses the absence of the awareness of his love for us. And we may have been trying to trust someone that we're not really sure will care for us. The first, first thing involved in this dance is to intimately know the leader. That I know... He's not going to lead me somewhere. And I want you to make this distinction. He's not going to lead me somewhere harmful. I'm going to say this again. The Holy Spirit will never lead me any place harmful. I did not say painful. Okay? The same Spirit in Psalms 23 that leads me beside still waters also leads me through the valley of the shadow of death. The same spirit that led Jesus through the wilderness to be tempted by the devil also led him to the Mount of Olives where he agonized over what God had in store for him. He will never lead us to where we are harmed, but he may may also lead us where we're not comfortable. And it is foolish to determine if I'm uncomfortable, this must not be the will of God. Or to assess a decision by, oh, I'm going to be so uncomfortable doing that, and God forbid if I'm embarrassed. Surely that's not God's leading. He will never lead us anywhere that we're har- that is harmful. But he may lead us somewhere where it's uncomfortable. We've been trying to trust someone we're not really intimate with. Let me ask you something. 
Are you comfortable in his presence? Let me ask you this. Are you at ease in his presence? Just, just you and him. I mean, do you have to be doing something? Do you have to be singing? Do you have to be praying? Do you have to be, what, listening to music? Or are you comfortable when there's no one there and nothing there but you and him? Learning to rest in his presence and know that he's got me and will care for me. Some have expressed frustration and disappointment with their attempts at spending time with the Father in the secret place. Some have just said, that's not for me. I've tried it. I can't do it. My mind won't let me. My body won't let me. I've got too much to do, and I just can't do that. Here's what I've learned. Disappointment only comes when our own expectations are unfulfilled. If I have an expectation of what this time with God is going to look like, and I attempt to do it and my expectation is not fulfilled, chances are, I'm disappointed and being only disappointed so much, I just quit trying. Let me explain something to you. We do not hold the measure of success in the spiritual realm. We do not have the measure of what success looks like in the spiritual realm. We can't measure experiences with God by our measure whether they're successful or not. The Bible is filled with guys who would not measure up, and yet God used them, and God did what he wanted to do through them. Let me encourage you, as you attempt this time with the Father, just let what happens happen. Don't put a measurement on it. If you need somewhere to start, start with a verse that reveals the character of God and just meditate on it. Just be still. Remind yourself of it. Ask the Father to just tell you what that means. Time with the Father is never wasted even though I can't measure it. Am I convinced that God would never draw me away to just be intimate with him and then it be a complete waste of time? Think about that. God's going to ask you to come into fellowship with him and just enjoy him and nothing will be accomplished? As intimacy is developed, I will learn to trust his leading recognize when and where he is leading. Let me tell you a secret. A good leader doesn't shout instructions 
or directions to his partner. A good leader won't shout, I'm going to go left here. I'm going to dip you. A good leader never has to shout what's going on or what's about to take place. Sometimes he leads by a whisper. Sometimes he leads by the slightest pressure with his hand on our back. We're going to go this way now. We're going to go this way now. Sometimes he leads by me sensing the leader's body language. Uh, He's going to do this. I just sense in my heart, this is where he's going. This is the way he's going to lead and where to go. And it's unexplained, can't explain it to the untrained observer. He never yells, he never shouts, he never coerces. But the ability to recognize his leadership and what he's doing comes from time spent with the leader. Someone said, you, can, you can't overthink and dance. Dance first, think later. It's the natural order. I don't know. I just don't figure. I can't understand this. I don't figure out what. I don't. Do it. Obey first. Think about it later. That doesn't mean you act foolish. Doesn't mean you, you know, don't get counsel about it. But don't overthink that leadership. It's easy to think our way out of following his prompts. Because we think we know better. Let me tell you something else. An experienced follower doesn't even need to hear the music. Focusing on the music can sometimes be a distraction. Well, I think in this dance with this music, we need to do this, and the leader says, we're going to do this. We don't have to know everything that's laid out in front of us before we're intimate and obedient to the Spirit of God. And sometimes we let, I don't know how that's going to happen, and then what's going to happen there, and give me the details of what that's going to look like if I do that. And, and, and That's listening to the music. And it becomes a distraction from focusing on the leader. Jesus, Paul said in in Galatians chapter 5 that uh, if you walk by the Spirit, you overcome the flesh. He didn't say focus on overcoming the flesh. He said walk by the Spirit. Focus on the leader. Focus on what he's doing. Focus on what he's saying, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. He also said, he didn't say avoid the law is how you're free from the law. He said, being led by the Spirit, we are free from the law. What's the focus? The focus is not being free from the law. The focus is not fulfilling the flesh. The focus is focusing on the leader and responding to where he leads me. He will never lead me to fulfill the flesh. He will never lead me back to the law. Our focus is the leader, the Spirit in us, He takes his cues from the music 
the Father and communicates to us how to follow. He said, I only do what the Father says. I don't speak on my own initiative, the Holy Spirit said. I only speak what the... He, he listens. The music is the Father's voice to the Holy Spirit and the direction. And my responsibility is to not figure out the music. My responsibility is to focus on the leader and respond to him and what he tells me to do. There's an old saying that has uh, been around a long time. It says, dance with the one who brung you. Okay? How did we get free? We got free by the work of the Spirit of God in the life of Jesus. How do we stay free? In an intimate relationship with the Spirit of God that did this work in Christ. The same way. He brought us here. He can lead us here. We dance by faith, not by sight. Listen, the church has made the mistake of teaching people what to believe rather than how to dance. How to relate to the Holy Spirit. How to live out this intimate dance that the Holy Spirit has with us. And instead of being transformed by the Spirit, we're merely being shaped by church doctrine instead of being changed internally. The Holy Spirit, as he embraces us, as we embrace him and respond to his prompts, will change our life. Someone said, when you dance... Your purpose is not to get to a certain place on the floor. Thinking we know the destination can become so distracting. Because we think we know the destination, and then we, well, here's how we're going to get there. I mean, how many times have God revealed something to us, and then we took it upon ourselves to figure out how to do it? Instead of waiting on the leadership of the Spirit. And we got there and wondered, why isn't this working? He told me to do it. Well, God has something for us to do, a way for us to do it, a timing for us to do it, an attitude for us to do it in. All of those things come into play. When you dance, your purpose is not to get to a certain place on the floor. It is to enjoy each step along the way. I like that. I mean, whenever the follower embraces the leader, she has no idea where they're going. And if she has an intimate relationship with the leader, she can trust that he's not going to lead her anywhere except into the reality of God. I don't have to know the destination. I don't even know the where, how far, when, and how we're going to get there. All I need to know is I can trust the leader because he loves me to get this here. Isn't that what Jesus said? Jesus said, I'm not telling you these things so that you'll be a good Christian. I'm telling you these things so that your joy will be full. That my joy will be in you and that your joy will be full. Boy, you mean, where does that joy? It comes from just 
enjoying him inside of us, enjoying the dance. Listen, every day, every day that I wake up, I get to dance an intimate dance with the most powerful, powerful being in the universe. Think about that. That's an adventure. Where are we going? Don't matter. How are we going to get there? I don't know. Well, I'm having struggle doing this. Well, I tell you what, stand on my feet, and I'll take you there. Every morning we wake up with the possibility of responding to his invitation to dance this intimate dance with the most powerful being in the universe. Every day I get to dance with a loving Father God empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not going to lead me to go back and keep the law. He doesn't empower me to keep the law. He empowers me to dance. And in that dance, as I respond to him, the law is fulfilled in my life. But the focus is not the law. The focus is not the rules. The focus is my partner, the Holy Spirit, that's come to live in me. He might nudge me. He might whisper to me. He might impress on me. And I get to respond to him in this holy dance taking place on the earth. I get to participate with heaven being brought to earth. I get to participate with the king of kings as he establishes his kingdom on the earth. To the bride, it doesn't matter how or where they dance. I can imagine if you tried to lead your groom at your wedding, it's probably going to be the beginning of a lot of problems in your relationship. Here he says, I got this. To the bride, it doesn't matter how or where they dance. As long as they dance where the leader wants to dance, that's all that matters. As long as she's with him. If you've ever known this, If you've ever known this dance in reality and left it, it is time to come back. Are you tired of trying to keep the rules and live up to some man-made standard of Christian success? If you've ever known that and left it, It's time to come back. If you've never known it, if that's never been your reality, this relationship with the Holy Spirit, to to you it may have been just all cerebral thing of believing all the right stuff instead of this intimate, personal, daily relationship with the leader where he leads and we follow. 
If you've never known that, he's extending an invitation to you to join him in this holy dance. Let me explain something to you. Jesus will never fight you for control of your life. He will never fight you for control of your life. He has already died and paid the price to be the Lord of your life. And he is extending an invitation to you to let him be that in your life. He won't fight you. The Father has given him because of his obedience on the earth. Listen, the Father has given him because of his intimate dance with the Holy Spirit on the earth. How did Jesus do what he do? He danced with the Holy Spirit. He only took his cues from the Holy Spirit. He only took his response from the Holy Spirit. And it says, because of his faithfulness, God gave him a name that is above all names in his faithfulness. He's inviting us to participate in that dance. Tired of not dancing? Tired of running? Tired of struggling? Tired of trying to figure it out? Give yourself to the partner. Give yourself to the leader. And let him lead you. That's where the adventure comes. That's where the excitement comes. Because he will take you to places that will blow your mind, but will honor the Father in being there. So, Father, thank you for delivering us from the influence of the law. Thank you for coming to live inside of us. Thank you for being the leader, that we can have an intimate relationship with you, follow your lead in this glorious, wonderful dance of love. See the Father expressed through us. We bless you for that. I ask that you would just touch our hearts this morning. And if we're tired, if we're just frustrated, just love on us. Reveal yourself to us. To the place that we're willing to set our agenda aside and embrace you and your leadership for our life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Any questions, comments, anything to add? I'm telling you, folks, this is, this is to me, and, and, and if this is just for me, so be it, but it's been an exciting time to me to wake up in the morning and say, all right, where are we going to dance today? How are we going to dance? What do you want to do today? It puts the wonder back in our life about who God is and the excitement. Anyone? Tanya back there. Here's Rachel. Oh.
Go ahead. Yeah, she'll turn it on back there. Hello? Okay. So, yeah, I had a picture. God gave me a picture just like this a number of years ago. I was actually at a missions conference as God was calling me overseas um, during kind of that early transition period as he was starting to put that in my heart. Um, And it was a picture of him and me dancing, just like you were describing, kind of like on a high mountaintop. And um, in this picture, it's like, I closed my eyes, I was dancing with him, and the next thing I knew, like, when I opened my eyes again, like, we were, like, way out in the air, like, <laughs> off a cliff, kind of just dancing, kind of in the sky, wow. in a place that I could never have gone, you know, wow. on my own. But following Jesus as the leader in this dance, he can take us amazing places That's that are beautiful cool. and beyond human comprehension and ability. So. Yeah, listen, who, who would look at this sweet, little, young, innocent thing and say, you need to go to some country we can't even pronounce? Only God would do that. I just want to take advantage of what the Lord's doing here today. And if anybody wants to respond to this, now's a really good time. Go back there to Tanya. (laughs) Just get up and go. All right, Alex. Yeah, take it back there to Tanya. Just this week, I've heard this question over and over again, and the Holy Spirit asking me, what are you beholding? Over and over again, sometimes several times in a day, um, but I feel like the Spirit has made me more aware of of the things that are coming out of my mouth and my actions. It's going to tell you for sure what you're beholding. Mm-hmm. It's going to tell you, it's going to tell others what you're beholding, and... Um, just showing me over and over again, like, when I say something, it's like, man, that was not the Lord. <laughs> I was, I'm not beholding the Lord. <laughs> but there was no condemnation either. It was, it just made me want to behold the Lord. I want that life. I want that life poured into me, and I want to pour that out on other people. So, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. That's it. That's it. You've got to behold your partner to dance. Anyone else? Oh, Pernell, let's over here, Alex. You know, Michael, what you've just described is what uh, I have told my boys as they were getting married, or even now, we'll have discussions where I tell them, if your wife is thoroughly convinced that, every, that the decision you are making is the best decision for her, then you will not encounter a lot of resistance. She'll follow you. If she is thoroughly convinced that you are making the best decision for her, she'll follow. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I saw, what you were doing and what you're saying we have with the Lord as we walk with him and as we experience him that he's trustworthy we follow mm-hmm. see we hammer on that verse in Ephesians about wives submitting to their husbands as under the law blah 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 but right after that it says husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it so if we're not loving our wife like that she's going to have a little problem submitting 
because she don't trust you. She doesn't trust you. Anyone else? See? Did you? Okay. All right. Uh, Wilma, here's Wilma. Uh, I have a question. I already know the answer, but I want confirmation. Um, You said that Jesus won't fight for control of our lives. Right. Will he fight for us to let him control our our lives? Say that again. Will he fight for us in our desire for him to control our lives? He has fought for us. It's just like they talked about. The battle is the Lord's. He's won. We don't think he's won. We think we got to fight. He is won. He just asked me to surrender, to acknowledge that he's won. And he's, he's defeated the enemy. His spirit's overcome the flesh. I mean, the world, the flesh, and the devil, he came to destroy. He put the enemy out of business. He's done all those things. And we think we still have to fight those guys when we have to recognize he's already defeated them Dance with him, and the victory becomes reality. Yeah, we're wanting to fight, and he said, I want to dance. I've already fought. I've defeated him. Let's dance. It's, the victory's done. Let's dance. Our, I tell you, our culture has really lost the concept of dance. I mean, this stuff, the Bellamy brothers used to say, Dancing is a vertical expression of a horizontal desire. You know where they got that? From the church. We've lost the idea of of just dancing, rejoicing in what God's done, enjoying his Lord. I remember the best time we ever had with our girls was whenever Joni's mom got married. And I I don't know if they knew what to think about it. We went to California, and they had a dance after the wedding. And they had pantyhose on, I think. And they danced through the pantyhose, wore wore them out. And it was like, and I'm going, yes, yes, celebration. Okay? Next Sunday, Rachel's brother is going to be with us. And he's going to take some time and share where he's at and what he's been doing. Has he been in Israel? Okay. Okay, in the east. Okay, anyway, he's going to share about where he's been, where he's been dancing, all right? So you're dismissed.